Hey everybody, welcome to Joe's Mini Bike Reunion Podcast number 13. Lucky. Lucky 13. Lucky 13. And we finally have, well, and I want to say this uh, respectfully to the prior guest, but we finally have like a professional guest on the show. Ed? <laughs> oh, no, 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 no. Hey, we got a dynamic there. I like the way you just dished that off. A lot of share with... Roadkill, the editor Hi. of Roadkill, the, the 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 hottest gal in high school, the one everybody's talking about in the halls. She's the she's the talk of the automotive industry, and she's here. Who would have ever thunk in the Joe's Mini Bike Reunion Garage? No, I never thought we'd have a lady. <laughs> well, <laughs> you know, it, it, that's it. That's that, that that's what makes you co-host material. It's the, it's those one-liners. How about the shirt, uh, yeah, Elaine? What Ed, do you? <laughs> Ed's got the best shirt on right now. I need this shirt. Nope, not today. Did you get anybody asking you to do dumb shit today? Or? <laughs> no. <laughs> do, do you think the shirt works? Yeah, I wear a dumb shirt there every day. <laughs> well, look, before we get into uh, why uh, Alana is... Uh, really, I swear, she's she's everywhere. <clears throat> We're going to go over your schedule. I'm in everyone's garage. <laughs> <You're> in <laughs> like, go outside in your, in your house right now and probably in your garage. Working in the back, behind the big boxes. Actually, you could hide behind the little boxes. Yeah, medium-sized boxes. Uh, but before we get into why uh, you've got probably the coolest gig, I think, in the automotive industry, not just Can't the aftermarket, you know, really. No, that's right? true. And I got a little rub, too, so I'm riding along. I'm, I'm on the train, <laughs> too. Until they kick me off, I'm still on it. Uh, we're going to talk a little bit about uh, the upcoming Joe's Mini Bike Reunion, which is October the 1st. Which is soon. <laughs> it is. It's like, what's today? Wednesday? Wednesday. Yeah. Thursday, Friday. Tomorrow, Cousin Eddie gets there with Terry. So that kind of makes it almost close to official. But Saturday morning... Uh, well, 7 a.m. early. Saturday. Yeah, you've got. Should, you shouldn't even go to bed. You should just stay up. Yeah. You know. I should. Wait, wait, don't get don't get interrupted because you got to tell people where to go for the mini bike show. Well, we got the sign. Yeah. You know, it's it's bigger than all of us, but it's October the first. As everybody knows, uh, registration starts at 7 a.m. It's open to spectators starting at 8 o'clock, and before you know it, at 1 o'clock, you're out. Uh, we're suggesting that you make a weekend out of it in one day. Here's how you do it: you wake up early. <laughs> That's the shitty part, right? Well, it gets better. You wake up early, you get to uh, CV Park, and we're in the Hindenburg section. There's some big story about the Hindenburg. I think it's got something to do with German. I don't want to yeah, get into yeah, the comment. Yeah. It's very tough. But it, it's a nice park. There's, there's shade there. You come hang out at Joe's Mini Bike Reunion till about 1 o'clock. By 1 o'clock, you'll be done. Then you enjoy downtown Montrose. There's a lot of cool little restaurants and bars. And then Oktoberfest. Right? Oh, yeah, that's right. I yes. about that. Yes, it's it's the local government's excuse to get drunk. And there's some talk about uh, Oktoberfest. Apparently, the Montrose Oktoberfest is one to be had and one to attend, so check that out. And if you're uh, into Honda Groms or the new Kawasaki's and the Ruckuses and the Metrucks, in fact, we have a Metruck, which is a combination. We talked about that, a Ruckus and a Metropolitan. Right. I already have one pre-registered. <laughs> uh, they're all riding, all the Groms. And all the ruckus dudes and all the cool contemporary mini moto guys, they're going to come to the event, and then they're taking off to Newcombs. Well, that's a long drive on a little bike. You know, it is, but it's fun. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's. I think it's 20 and change, 26 yeah. miles. And, you know, those guys really can, they can ride up there and up and down, kind of full throttle, full yeah. tucked in. It's pretty. It's a pretty drive. And is it all burnt up right now, or is it good? No, it, actually, it's good. Yeah. Uh, we're fortunate that the um, those station fires... Mm -hmm. In fact, when you mentioned that, we used to be able to watch them, like from here. Yeah. We'd go to the Ralph's parking lot and see the. F no, it wasn't that bad. Uh, the fire that was more recent didn't go near. Mm -hmm. Didn't go near. Because it Newcombs. took down Tahunga, Little Tahunga. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Which is the other bike road. 
Yep, which is the one that Marv's been on. In fact, we've all we've all enjoyed that that ride. But it is got to go slow, guys. You got to go slow. And I already say that. I want to turn into that preaching about going slow and wearing helmets, but that's how it is. But October the first, Joe's Mini Bike Reunion, brought to you by Pioneer, our major sponsor. I was just at Pioneer today. Picked up a couple cool little head units. Some of them don't even. So you know you don't need a CD. Those days are over. CDs, cassettes. You don't stick shit in. You, you just plug in your iTunes or your phone, and you're rocking and rolling. we got a ton of stuff from Pioneer. Ed behind you, and Ilana behind you. In fact, i got a, I got a... Oh, you've got some giveaways, oh, I huh? Got, well, plus, i got some goodies for you to take back, because I know you use a lot of that Brake Clean stuff. <laughs> I, but. I, it's true. I, I Specifically, I was very excited to find out that Brake Clean was supporting both, uh, you know, yeah. Joe's and, and Roadkill, because... They're natural, aren't they? Well, we you make a big little, mess. You see the little uh, Roadkill approved? I do. Think and that? it's true. It's we're not we're not lying about that. No, and and they're great. You know, they joined us out at Pontiac. Yep. You know, they sponsored the Dino. They did, which was cool. Did you did you bring a car out? Um, no, I was like worrying about the banners being up and trying to get a hold oh, of Freiburger. And, yeah, and having yeah. to get you know, it's like I got to get these trying to get Freiburger and Finnegan that day to go anywhere to do anything. They had a job to do. You know, they had to get the mm. car running. They've got the mayor. So I, I was trying they to just... Hand, they had hands to shake and babies to smile yeah, at. Well, they're doing it. They're doing it. Um, and, you know, David's going to be out of town, but um, he's been a big fan of the event, and he's come out. I think he came out with his son last year, and you've been out before with Brandon. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it's Joe's Mini Bike Reunion. We've got a lot going on. We've got a ton of product behind Ed. We've got CRC product. I went to Mother's Polish this week, picked up a ton of Mother's Polish. Thank you all the guys at Mother's, and obviously Barbara, the queen of Mother's. How she's the Mother's of Mother's. Uh, she's got her cool Porsche Macan out there in Mother's Red, laying low, looking just right. They do it right, Mother's. So they're here. Uh, the folks from anyone who helped with these, uh, all the Joe's Mini Bike Reunion logos, and uh, Emmanuel, thank you for for the filtered shots of Frankenstein. You took uh, this, Emmanuel? Yeah, you know, he's just amazing. He's done everything here. you can't do. <laughs> and we'll talk about you guys uh, being friends from back in the day. Uh, we've been out in the streets. I've been posting some photos. I've been going anywhere where they'll let me go to put in a poster. And we've uh, we've distributed all kinds of posters for the event. I've taken posters down that were up. I was stealing space, prime space. Like so, so somewhere some kid is crying because their cat's still not returned. Because but there's a Joe. Joe or they missed the, the football sign up. Yeah, I got yeah. a couple. I got a football sign up, but I got something from a church. I think well, that's so, going to come back. So to you. what? Uh, what adventures are you going to have at at the mini bike show this year? Last year you had a little tiny dino. Um, we did. You had uh, all the shade, all, and then you had like the rev up, yeah. where everybody started everything up, and it was like ring a ding ding. Two ding, bums ding. doing the judges. Yeah. You did a good job. Uh, the Cackle Fest is what you're talking about. Yeah. yeah. Cackle Fest, uh, it, we do that hourly, and I'm going um, to continue that because, I, you know, we can't ride. It's more of a ring-a-ding-ding fest. Yeah, the ring-a-ding-ding, that's, that's the noise. In fact, he <laughs> captures that noise in the opening of the show. It's like, E, you got to have that little chain hitting the, the chain guard noise because that's it. Yeah, it's that. And the, and the dino guy's coming back. It's a lot of that. Uh, we're also um, hoping that we, I, I can just see through the pre-registration numbers that we have a few more bikes to see and that's that's really you know you could do the dinos and you could do the chickens on the hot plate and you could do all the, the little promotions but really it's about the bikes and I, I i know that jake mo in fact jake was going to be with us tonight but he's jamming just like you were jamming on the bonanza right how'd, how'd you make out with the bonanza well, i'm still working on it are you trying to keep that like a secret are you no secret you're gonna be there with that bike i'm gonna be there with my drag bike and that bike 
There you go. Okay? Break the, we broke the news right there. Whether it's finished or not. Yeah, good. And I said that, too. He's like, hey, should I, should I bring my roller? It's like, bring your taco roller. I mean, it's all original. Bring it in all the parts, and maybe you can get somebody to finish it for you while you're there. Well, I, I think it's a combination of, of, of two things. Timing, because it's always tough to get out in California. There's always something going on, right? Uh, David's a good example. He would have loved to have come. He's got to be at work. He's got yeah, shit he's going on. Yeah, he's going to be in Bonneville, on. I think. Yeah, right? I, I would have gone to Bonneville instead of Joe's Mini Bike Reunion, too. But the fact is, there's a lot of guys, we talked about that in the last show, who have known about the event. They tell people about it. They're bigger promoters than I am about the event, and they've never been to the event. So, we're, you know, if I can get a few more of those people there... Uh, I went out, and today uh, we're going to catch up with my brother-in-law, Marv. He flew in from New York and helped me out with all the pre-event stuff. That's all the all, all the tasks that you need to do before the show. And all the stuff you have to do after the show, those are the thankless tasks. That's the part I hate. Yeah. And so Marv came in and helped out, and we took all the mats out, Ed. And we uh, had them pressure cleaned. And, and they're all in the back of your truck out there now. <laughs> yeah. I hope the truck starts... That's always it's like let's go. It's like oh Christ, you know. Yeah, so keeping our fingers crossed that all that goes because we want to look tight. So the mats are going to be clean, and we're going to have one with your name on it. You can pre-register now at joesminibikereunion.com. Uh, you'd be assured a nice spot on a mat. If not, uh, we purchased uh, some stands from Harbor Freight, a fan of ten and an advertiser everywhere. Harbor Freight's really good, and they they've got some really cool stands. And I think we bought them for thirty dollars, twenty nine ninety five. So, um, you know, I, my wife hates this, but I, I lose money on everything. I give away more shit. So we're, we're not here to sell stands. So we're, we're going to mark them up like a big five bucks, Ed, so I can give all that money maybe to, I don't know, we'll get, maybe some of the proceeds go to Scleroderma because they're yeah, going to be here. Scleroderma.org is going to be on site uh, having water available, and you can also help a great cause. So we got some stands for those folks who show up without, Ed, there's guys rolling up with no kickstands. You know, it's like, what am I going to do? It's like a... Yeah, yeah both you, my bikes have, have kickstands. <laughs> yeah, my bike doesn't have a kickstand. So you're going to have to stand? <laughs> no. So so do something. Bring a mat. I, I encourage everybody <clears throat> that has a bike or at, at, at a minimal a kickstand. So you can <laughs> at least a down. piece of wood. Yeah. And if not, we're going to find anything that we can to help you out. Even a bucket. Like, uh, we got the mother's buckets. You can go buy a bucket with a lid. Home Depot your stand. sells buckets. And I gotta, I gotta say that I, I went to the show last year. Yes. Uh, me and Tom went. Um, yes, I and met Tom. you know he he was a doubter because he'd never met you before, and he was like, it's like a mini bike show, really. I don't know what he was expecting. I think he was expecting like three bikes or something. And then afterwards, he's like, this this was like the most professional show I've ever been to, because it is. It's like this nice shady area and all the bikes are set up and they're on mats and they're on stands and there's really cool stuff i mean there's like tacos and um all the little hondas like all yes, the little the honda Z50s trails and, yeah. and then what's the weird little like suitcase bike thing that i've uh, never seen before yeah those things are amazing and now yeah. i want one He'll be and back. and then you had you know you guys had food and water and like a little swap meet area and prizes like nice prizes yes i don't you know if you're, if you're on too. the fence for any reason you know Put your kickstand up. Put the bike in the in the truck. Yeah. Bring it down. You Roll won't down. be sorry. No one will be sorry. And they can meet you there. You think you'd be able to squeeze us in? Are yeah, you on the yeah, I'll stop by. Good. So, uh, thank I you for that. I have to go to Dolly Parton that evening. I've got a concert to go to, but you know. Yeah, I uh, I I had a scheduling conflict because we were trying to see that Herb Alford and the Tijuana Brass that <laughs> same night too. Tom's dad played with them. Really? Yeah. Uh, there's a little story about Herb Alford and mini bikes. Apparently, yeah. he was in Malibu with the big white bell bottoms. I was. I always kind of got him in that, like that Neil Diamond 
genre. He kind of was that single guy doing that. And he was waiting for the limo to take him to his forum concert. And one of the rich kids who lived next to him was out on his little mini bike, captured his attention. He thought he'd just get on it quickly. And he <laughs> fell. And he ripped the white bell bottoms. The one, <laughs> so, he, so he had a little bit of a test. So it even happens to the celebs. Everybody gets their ass handed to him on a mini bike at one time or the other. At one think? time or another. Well, because you think it's just, you know, you're like, yeah. it's a mini bike. What could possibly go wrong? <laughs> As an example, one of my daughter's friends was here a couple years ago, and I had a very basic Bonanza, three horsepower. Yeah. You know, it's a brake in the gas. And he's assured me that he's ridden motorcycles. Oh, yeah, I've, ridden I've done all this shit. So, all right, great. So, dude, you got, have you ever been on a mini bike? No, it's like, there you go. He rides up the hill with the gas and it's like, takes off, goes right out of my driveway into the street, didn't look for cars or anything, rode right across the street, right into the curb. <laughs> what? What happens? So why didn't you put the brake on? It's like, I, I don't know. It's like, so they have like a, I think it's because they're so small, they have like brain fade. People just, it's too simple. It's like, just step on the brake. Um, I've seen that happen plenty of times. Me too. Uh, including doing it myself a few times too. Have you had your ass handed to you on your torpedo yet? What's the, what's the status no, of the really torpedo? No, I'm really careful on the torpedo because it's a little. Uh, you know how it has those kind of cool long yes, bars. I love that part. They're of the also bike. really like tough. Yeah, so um, I, I'm pretty. I've been really cautious on it. But um, that what? said, uh, Laura and I did ride it around wearing like shorts and cowboy boots the other day. So I don't know how careful we've been. But um, uh, status on it. it uh, we had it running, and then we took the carb apart again because it wasn't running right. So now it's, you know. It's in that state of disrepair. Again, yeah. I have, uh, you see that chest there? It's like five or six drawers there. One of them is Clinton parts. In fact, uh, if you take a peek right there. Oh, yeah, that looks familiar. And uh, notice that one, the paint's still on the muffler. And, you know, you can also tell when you pull the rope out, mm -hmm. Alana, you know, the condition of it. And uh, that, that, that's a four horsepower. And I think I've got some other parts. So if you need any help uh, working on that Clinton carburetor, Ed's actually a guy, and so is Jake Moe. I, re I realize that Ed is a guy. I he's, keep, he's, I keep, he's a guy. <laughs> yeah, he's been described as... A guy. <laughs> yeah, the guy. So, uh, Ed, maybe we'll be putting together a Clinton carb. Okay, yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and along the way, she doesn't want to look. She wants to learn and oh, do really? it. And then, um, you know, that's all... That's why you got the torpedo, wasn't it? So let's, let's back up a little bit. I had an assortment of mini bikes. If I recall, you were interested in getting your hands on one to go through the, the traditional engine rebuilding process. Yeah, well, um, what had happened was, as all good things start, uh, my friend Laura and Tom and I, we were drinking beer in a pool. That's how it starts. And Laura, who uh, um, works in PR for Lexus, was saying, man, I really want to learn more about how things work, but I'm intimidated by it. You know, I'm a grown up already and... You know, I don't like the Lexus stuff is really complicated and, you know, nobody wants to take it apart and show me how things work. And Tom says, oh, you just got to do like I did when I was a kid and, and build a mini bike. And she's there like, oh, how am I going to do that? And he's like, ah, if you guys get a mini bike, I'll show you guys how to how to build a mini bike. Then he didn't think I was going to do that. But what did I do? I knew you. So I called you right away and I said, Joe, I got to I got to buy a mini bike. And so I came up here, and you had all sorts of stuff, and you were showing me all these really nice ones. And I was like, do you have anything not this nice? And you were like, well. And so when we went down to another place Campbell where you automotive. have even more mini bikes. <laughs> we like climbed up a ladder and like brushed some spiders off some stuff, and then it was the perfect mini bike because it was complete. 
Yeah. Everything was there. It just needed to be kind of taken apart and cleaned up. Some love. And, yeah. yeah. And um and that's so that's what we did. You know, we we did all the gaskets on the engine stuff doesn't leak anymore. It was a Clinton a Clinton three horsepower? Uh four and a half, I think. Four, yeah. Yeah, yeah four Something? and a half wow, cause, I don't know. Yeah. I think we looked it up. I remember when I, I bought... I could be wrong. Yeah, I, I remember it being a three and a half or a four. Yeah. Uh, either way, they're all kind of in that family. Yeah. I bought that bike off of Craigslist. Uh, list. Uh, it was a torpedo, but the guy didn't know what it was. I, I looked into it and was able to confirm what it was. It, it had a very, excuse me, unique handlebar setup. It had a rear license plate frame built into the bike. It was it was a, it was a basic tube, single tube... Frame, yeah. but it, it had it had red line tires on it. Still does. Yeah, I thought it, it just Those little things cool. about it. It was like it's kind of like the patina deal. It was, yeah. it was our version of it. It was, it was really, rat rotted, rat rotted. Yeah, I think. it was yeah. really because it, it was sort of this like um, olivey green. Yes. Um, and it, but it still had all the stickers and stuff on it because yep. it. I mean, it's really easy to get to like fool yourself into calling something patina when really it's just junk. Right. But this wasn't like it wasn't rusty or anything. It just kind of had this been around yeah. but all original feel to no. it. And like it, the junk it guy the, that everybody knows and loves is yeah, always there. It had it's both like, fenders. They, yes, and they looked the really white cool. fenders. They just needed a yeah. little. So, um, so that bike, I, 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 I looked at at Craigslist for a month. Guy wanted. A little bit more than what I thought it was worth, but as I looked at it, it's like it was just calling me every time I go. Just kind of look at that thing. That son of a bitch is still available. Says, Where is he? He's in California. It's like I bet I could get him to drive down here. That thing, I'd buy it. Gets here, the engine was out of it, and the frame comes over. I think there was a half-ass chain that came along with it. He comes down there, and we, the engine, we just held down on the ground and started up, fired right up, and it's. I, I love that bike, and I, I, I was planning on really going through it, like literally. And then when it came up and I knew it was going to you, it's like, you know, this that's where that bike needed to go. Yeah, you gave me a good deal on it, too. I yeah, and, it. and I'm glad because I always like selling. I don't like selling my stuff, but when I do, whether it's a car or anything, you know, you like it to go somewhere where... Yeah, where you can see it. Maybe. See it deteriorate. Or you know it's going to get the same amount of love. <laughs> when I sell something, I don't want to see it. Yeah. Yeah, well, I, I, I tend to get like that, too. It's kind of like, well, I never had many, but... And then I regret it later. Why yeah. did I sell that? I'm about ready to buy some shit, although I've been good. I've been good. I've been have, you, about, have you been getting rid of stuff, or you just made space, or what? Um, You know, I don't know if it's a matter of getting rid of... I, 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 On an annual basis, I would give a bike or two away, especially if it was to some of my buddy's friends. You know, I, I wanted to be that guy to kind of pop the old bubble and get him into motorcycles. You know that they're not going to... They, they want to do it as, as fathers, but their wife will kick their ass. Oh, and yeah. So I get to do that. I get to give a mini bike to my buddy's kids and let them deal with it. And that, that, that's been cool. So I, I got rid of a little bit of the fleet that way. But for the most part, I'm just, um, I don't know. I'm just taking a little bit of a pause, especially now. Maybe something will get my attention at the swap meet at Joe's Mini Bike Reunion. I'm usually too late to buy the cool stuff. It's usually gone. Yeah. The yeah the it goes for, early. The good stuff goes early. Are there I, I, know early. Where you can, I know where you can get a torpedo. Hey, really? Yeah. <laughs> I'm keeping it. That's always cool too. Is buying your shit back in. It's like if <laughs> I could so find my own. Have you ever seen demon? another one? Because anytime I look up torpedo, no. I've only ever found that one. Yeah. And then I think I found a reference to one once in some forum. So just I'm gonna for introduce you to Richard McGill at mm -hmm. the show. His, his name is Mac. He's the guy right at the corner. Yeah. And he's been there religiously. He's 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 a good friend of Ed's. A good friend of the industries. And, and really a great guy. He he'll be there. And I'll introduce you to him. And we'll we'll just uh, we'll scan his little brain, find out what he knows <laughs> about those bikes. And, and he'll tell you. 
you know, it had torpedo on it. So even an idiot like I did, like I, yeah. you know, it was like, I, I was easy to figure it out, but I hadn't seen anything like it before. Yeah, well, because, I mean, that frame design, it's really, it's like, I mean, well, there's the taco, right? Which is the most famous. Especially out here in the West Coast. Yeah, yep. of those. And then there are all these frames and like, it's kind of like uh, Dune Buggies, like Myers makes his, where it's yes. like there's the actual name brand ones of whoever it was who originally invented it. And the knockoffs. And then there's the, like, this tier knockoff, and then this tier knockoff, and, like, the knockoffs go all the way down until you finally get to, like... The one you don't want. Yeah. Yeah. I had a knockoff taco frioli, that one raw tone. Oh, yeah, yeah. Bought that from... Well, I bought it from Paul. And you really can't tell. I actually like... Because there were... It tried to find a raw tone. I couldn't. Yes, and very few people even knew about it. Oh, yeah, right. So I still have that bike. Um, hey, look, we, so we talked a little bit about mini bikes. So let's let's jump into Roadkill for a second. Uh, you know, I had the privilege of hanging out with you. We had some really good, we had a great vantage point at the recent Roadkill event in Pontiac. We were like right yeah, there. that and then, was pretty good. Wasn't it? It's kind of, it was kind of cool to be able to just, well, we were just standing on the starting line, basically. But then looking up there, it must have been 12, 15 of those 500-person stands. And as it got into the nighttime, and those stands were still packed. And, you know, and those cars started sparking up, flames started. It was, it was, it was awesome, wasn't yeah, it? Yeah, it was very cool because, I mean, it wasn't. I mean, if people are watching, they don't know what we're talking about. You know, Roadkill did this Roadkill Nights event in Pontiac, Michigan um, at the M1 Concourse racetrack. And we closed off part of Woodward Avenue, which is the famous drag racing street in Michigan. Yeah, they did a lot and, of cruising, uh, like Van Nuys Boulevard. Yeah, on exactly. Yeah. And uh, and we set up a drag race on it, like tree and prep the track and put up barriers. And nobody was killed, which was fantastic. <laughs> nobody was even hurt, even yeah. more fantastic. Yep. And um, Lonnie did a great job. Yeah. So we basically made made an made a legal street race. First on, time ever. Yeah. First time and, ever. Uh, I mean, and there were so many cool cars that were running it. I mean, it wasn't like, I mean, it would have been cool even if it had just been regular street cars, but it wasn't. I mean, we had Tom Bailey was out there yeah. with like a Pro Mod Camaro. Winter and, Hot Rod uh, Drag Week. And, yeah, yeah, Bryant Goldstone had this, you know, whatever it is, 800 horse javelin. Yeah. And, um, and there was just, yeah, there was a lot of great stuff. A bunch of Hellcats doing burnouts and things like that. And it looked so cool because... The cars would line up and then they would run down the street, run down the track, and you can see the street sign right next to it, you know, whatever it's saying what the next intersection is and the lights in the That was the surreal part of it. The train it? coming through in the background. And all the cops watching it, enjoying it. Yeah. Usually that's not the situation, you know, and you mentioned the Hellcats. Those things are badass. And there were there were the the, the venue was littered largely because not only were they very popular, there's even when you left the M1 concourse and were just on the on the freeways, it's Mopar City. I mean, everybody and their brother has a Challenger or a Charger, and Hellcats. A lot of Hellcats on the road, so they're definitely supporting the Mopar brand back there in the well, Motor it's City. Right next, and I mean Pontiac is right next to uh, Auburn Hills, which is where Chrysler Technical Center is. So, but even when I went yeah. out like towards the airport a little bit mm -hmm. more, and, and when I was just out out and about, it's not like we were there for a long time. No, I mean, we were in. Did you get to stay in that Class A accommodation as I did? Yeah, where I had a full suite. I knew, remember, because we talked about it, because you posted you were doing your uh, 22 push-ups. <laughs> Thank God that's over, Christ. <laughs> yeah, and I, well, I did it on a towel. Yeah. <laughs> that, 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 that was... Um, that know, was a pretty nice hotel by my standards, actually, yeah. so... I want to get to that, like, because there's a certain assumption that folks have. It's like, well, they, 
you go to Pontiac. You're there doing the roadkill nights. Come back. You know, you're, you're putting together magazines, maybe working with uh, the roadkill video, and then you find yourself, you have to go to um, the Salt Flats. Then we come back, and you're out where Drag Week. Mm-hmm. Now you come back, and now what? Um, well, let's see. We got we got your show. Right. Well, I'm going up to Button Willow for Lemons, 24 Hours oh, yeah. of Lemons Great. on Friday. And then uh, and then your show. And then... Um, then where? I think trying to decide between going to the Pismo Race of Gentlemen or... Yeah. Um, or I think it overlaps with the uh, um, Hot Rod Reunion in Bakersfield, so i got to decide. Yeah, that's a cool event. Yeah, they're yeah, both cool yeah. events, so I'm going to send someone to one, go to the other one, yeah. see what... Dave Wallace was talking about that one. Uh, there's also... It's a Famosa racetrack burned down. Was there a fire there? There was a fire in the tower. Oh, okay. So the tower... Um, in the beginning of the year, I think the tower and... Um, uh, were like a, one of their trucks, you know, the yeah. track prep trucks burnt up, but uh, oh, okay. but they raised a bunch of money and um, everything's good. I think so. I There's been... an event there that I, I just re- don't remember the name. I'll try to fill it in when we do the other edited version of the show, so everybody's aware of it. But there's a cool race I oh, hear. Oh, there's from an most... edited version. I'm gonna start swearing more. You can take it all out, right? Actually, I swore too much in the last podcast. Yeah, I have no, to watch I myself. <laughs> I don't My know, mom. I don't know why the hell this. I do that. Uh, <laughs> so so you, although it seems like we're out there or you're out there attending all these cool automotive events, it's not all glamour and glitz. I mean, because you're there. Well, eat. I make it very glamorous. Well, you do. I Just think it's the red my, dress. my presence. I think it's the red dress. <laughs> yeah. yeah, we can't pull that off. But you're out there in the you park. Try. <laughs> well, Ed, want to go first with the dress? No. <laughs> no. <laughs> but, you know, you're, you're not at the Hilton and you're not whisking around in a limo. We're all like 20 deep in a Kia trying to get back to the hotel. <laughs> you know, and it's, it's well warm beer and potato chips and early mornings and late nights. It's oh yeah, I mean the for sure, like uh, drag week. I think I counted it up. I think I got twelve hours of sleep the entire week of drag week because I was doing all these ride alongs on the in between the the race stops and um, and yeah, and the food. It's like there's not food. Oh, it's just whatever you can eat Skaterade from. A, it's whatever you chips. can eat from a gas station. You know. <laughs> Although I, I did do the barbecue. At uh, Pontiac, too often. I think I did like three barbecues from that twelve-hour day. I ate like frozen macaroni and cheese from the. Um, it's funny the shit you'll eat when we're. Well, it's like well, like there was like a twenty-four-hour CVS that was open that had like a freezer section that, and we were in these suites that had a microwave. So, I was yeah. They had like you went down there to that little breakfast with like the instant eggs. Did you and make the a fake waffle? Bacon. No, I ran out of there. I ran out of there. That was it. I, I tried Joe's the juice. Joe's snobby. <laughs> yeah. I, I, I'll wait till I get I on. was like, this place is great. They have a <laughs> waffle maker. That's like, that's not waffle mix. And there was the people that are in there. Like they had regulars. Like you have regulars for those places. You have to get the hell out of there. You're not eating. I was just. Don't, oh don't listen to him, Pontiac. That place was great. Yeah. And, and oh, then it was, uh, I think Clarence and I, uh, we, they put us in some lodge, some, some wolf lodge. For the Kansas City event, <laughs> I still have scabs from the bed bugs. I no, really, really bed bugs. Because it wasn't me. I, I don't like that. It wasn't me being a prima donna. It, it was because then Clarence that. brought it up. Clarence bones. Were, <laughs> so he he got he got attacked by bed bugs, and then they double charged him on his credit card to boot. Oh. So that was always fun. So you're out there and about, but but it's not always glamour and glitz. You know, you're you're out there and it, but it, you seem like you're having a blast. Oh man, yeah. I mean, I would really have to be. 
I can't even imagine how jaded I would have to be to not be enjoying this. Yeah. Well, I think that the when the announcement was made, and I think I may have spoken to you uh, like shortly after, or, or yeah, I think it was shortly afterwards, and I was very happy because I've known David a little while, maybe a little bit longer than you. But, I think so. But you, I think you've spent more time with him, and you, my relationship is different with him than yours is. Yours is, uh, you're, you've spent more time with him, especially in the pits, <laughs> you know, and not just the pits literally, but getting the stuff in on time and you know you know all the things that yes, go along with the, always on time uh, yeah yeah i said halo's <laughs> vanishing but but when when he when when it was announced that you were the new editor of roadkill that was that was a really that was a great fit and i'm, I'm really happy for you because everybody feels that way that's got to be a good feeling for you as well huh knowing that well everybody... it is now that now that i know that yeah well i mean i yeah. think i told you though that you were one of the selling points for coming on board roadkill didn't i tell you that you did and yeah. i i i appreciate that because he we... was trying to convince me and i was like i don't know because i mean you know we'll back up for our huge audience who might not know right. all of the backstories i i was at hot rod for what three or four years yes at oh, least um uh, which is great i mean what was your role there? Were you like a technical a, editor or not tech, a feature editor? editor yeah, okay. yeah, like a, yeah. Uh, like a feature editor. But you were doing a lot of stuff in yeah. that role. Yeah. Um, and it was really fun. And I mean, it was Hot Rod, right? Like yeah. Hot Rod Magazine. And so he's like, uh, you know, you can take over, take over Roadkill. It would help me out. You know, I think you could do it. And I was like, oh, man, I, I don't know. You know, I mean, it's like a little brand is just be me. You know, at Hot Rod, you have this big staff and you know people to help check if you're doing things wrong my and grandfather knows what hot yeah, rod is yeah, yeah and i was like oh i don't know and he's like well you know joe's on joe's on board i was like well okay if joe's gonna be there well i uh, honestly Th that's I, how it went for real i i got lucky and and i've always said that if i ever had a chance to work with david freiberger without even knowing what it is count me in <laughs> I, I i'm i'm a big fan of his and look um look what what's happening look what what Everybody has contributed, but to a large degree, uh, much of what's happening with Roadkill was a little bit of a, of a of a train that he set the track for. Oh, a lot you know? of a train yeah. that he set the track and, and, for. And I mean, he, it, I think that, I mean, I think that Freiberger has just a really incredible ability to recognize what people are doing and sort of capture it, highlight it, present it back, and encourage even more people to do it. Yeah. Um, I mean, like John McGann at CarCraft said something about recently that's like, well, we don't set the trends, we just report them. But I think Freiberger actually does more than just report them. He, like, digs them up and, like, polishes them up and presents them, and then everyone is like, oh, that is actually really cool, and they might never have found it on their own. I, I mean, he's just, he has a long history of being able to do that, being ahead of the curve on it and that's why it's so great you know like you were saying to get to work with him because he has great ideas and people really respond well to them i mean i can't believe how nice the roadkill audience is they're so fun to they're fun to meet at the events um they're fun to talk with on the social media you know we have a big facebook page sure a lot of do. action and people are really great on it. I, I mean, I'm enjoying it. They're showing me cool stuff that they're doing. They've been really responsive to the stuff we've been showing them. If I ask them a question like, do you want to see more of this or this? They'll give me real answers and uh, they want to be a part of it. And that's, I mean, you, as a creator, you can't ask for anything more than to have people be that responsive to what you're making. Um, 
and what Freiburger and Finnegan are doing. I mean, they really care. They pay a lot of attention to it. They, if I ask, what's your, you know, what's your favorite roadkill car, or, or which roadkill car has the best nickname, or what's the funniest thing you've ever seen happen in the back of a roadkill background of a roadkill episode, like there will be a thousand people who have an answer to that. Like they really, it matters to them, and that's, I mean, it makes me feel great to be a part of that. Yeah, they've taken ownership. Yeah. They, they, and it's a unique group. How would how do you answer the question that obviously has to be, you know, probably a daily situation for you? It's like, oh, what is roadkill? How, how, what, what's your thumbnail when that question's asked? Uh, you know what's crazy is I was expecting to have to answer that a lot more. Me too. And I have not had to answer it very much at how, all. How like would you the answer other it? D- the other day, um, I was talking to a guy from McLaren, mm. um, and he's like, oh, I love roadkill. <laughs> like... Like, okay, yeah. we're good. Anyway, uh, how <laughs> yeah. would I answer it? Um, I mean, I would say that it's uh, sort of a, you know, a video and web and print experience that's about car culture, about fun with cars. It's not domestic only. It's not uh, retro only. Um, it's a, I would say that it's skews a little lower budget, but it isn't only that because you know, we talk about new car stuff as well. We do some stuff that isn't, yeah. you know, Stor- it's not just junkyard Bortec stuff. Yeah. Superchargers and it, cars, but sure. It's, but everything <clears throat> that's in here, everything that's in here, everything that's on the video, everything that's on the website, it's never not fun. You know, there's, it's not about being sad. It's not about being snobby. There aren't any rules to it like, oh, you're doing this wrong. Yeah. It's just like, oh, you want to do something good. How, how do you want to do it? Let's go do it. Well, it is... It has presented itself out there in the automotive world in a, in, a, in a way that I've never seen. I've been around since '82, and, and it's it's. It, Is I that had, when you were born, Joe? <laughs> actually, it was three years before that. I'm getting old. Yeah, I've been I've been going to SEMA since '82, and it's 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 been a quick ride. But I have not seen the type of excitement that this Roadkill brand has created. And honestly, I had to see it for myself. I too had heard about it. When, when I had an opportunity to go over there, I didn't get the, hey, well, Joe's here. I got, well, you know, it's David's deal. It's like David's making, and, and, and I, I didn't need to be sold on him because I watched him do that with CarCraft. Hot Rod was the shit. CarCraft, CarCraft had a little bit of a different skew as a street machine guy, a little bit of a drag racing flair. Hot Rod was anything. Hot Rod got all the hot chicks. You know what I mean? Hot Rod got all the spotlight. Hot Rod got all the, the focus. And CarCraft, that's some great guys there. You had John Asher running it. You had Neil Britt. You had Joe Martinez, little local guy from La Crescenta. We had uh, uh, a lot of great guys working on the CarCraft brand. John Diana was the editor of that magazine. Leonard Emanuelson had gone through that. So the top of the of the of the Peterson staff really had their hands on CarCraft for a long time. But it just it was what it was. When David got it, and and just kind of put a David spin on it, and then he would go over and do it with four-wheel and off-road and then they brought him over and he did it with hot rod these these are brands that weren't like startups these were brands that had been around they had their time in the sun they had somewhat had a little bit of a pause and he kick-started them up and i still see it now i see it with engine masters i see it with still with hot rod i know that they've handed over the baton hot rod has a new leader there yeah, yeah. Evan Perkins has just yep. taken over over there. So and, and, and I, I still see David still 
being this, he's our all-star in on the team, you know, and it's nice to be a part of that. And I'm sure for you too, but, um, so within this job, what is like a day in a life for you? Like your day starts, is it a, just a focus in on the magazine? Is it specifically a focus on the social media? I know that you, you've been the, the voice and the face, so to speak for the, a lot of the social media, which is up to what, 2 million likes. Oh now gosh, on Facebook? I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. It's, it's not about numbers. Well, it's about you, quality. Well, let me tell you what the numbers game. <laughs> CRC, as you see, is littered around here. Yeah. We, we mentioned they were like a perfect fit for us, really. Yeah. Well, because we make a mess, they help us clean it up. <laughs> yeah. That and the zip, I got to get the zip tie guy. I mean, if I can get yeah, him and man. the duct tape guy. Christ, I can retire if I get those three, huh? Well, um, what I was getting at is that CRC is a huge company. Everybody has brake clean, and they support a variety of automotive style events and activities. There's, they, they, they really do put their money where their mouth is. They, they supply product. They, they have key folks in our industry as product endorsers. And they do a lot of social media. And they'll announce uh, an association with the winner of a drag race. It could be Steph with this funny car that was at SEMA show. It could be some off-roading racing. It could be boat racing. And they've got a good social network. And, but they'll, they get a handful of recognition on a post. They may get 20, 30 likes. And it's kind of on an average. Sometimes 100, sometimes it's 4, sometimes it's 40. Well, we announced, as an example, that CRC Brake Clean was the official brake cleaner, uh, excuse me, the official brake parts cleaner for Roadkill, and we announced it on, on our Facebook. I mean, I'm still counting them. It was like 9,000 within like weeks. And they weren't just likes, Alana. It was, you know, you talked about the roadkill guys like it's theirs the crc folks they're they, they too feel ownership and they they would respond to it and you know, they want to know about the green can versus the red can and, <laughs> you know you really know if you've got a cut when you they just went on and, and they really they, they took to it so the social media is really solid with roadkill and then the videos i heard that uh stubby bob video got it to a million views in three days oh yeah it was ridiculous it was just these numbers that i'm bringing up and i know it's not about the numbers but <laughs> that's what everybody wants to see when you're trying to get them involved you know how many people are reading the magazine oh speaking of you know roadkill here's what i would get i can't find it yeah but you can subscribe now there you go talk about that yeah. isn't that nice all right so this is the new one yes. by the way so which, which if stubby you bob. like stubby bob there's a whole whole big section in here that's all about exactly how they did how they made Stubby Bob, so, um, you know, no complaints there about not getting enough information. Oh, um, that's for sure. Yeah, see, big Q&A, all about Stubby Bob. But uh, if you can't find it on a newsstand, you can subscribe to it now. New, um, yeah. yeah. And, and you save a bunch, you save 50% Oh yeah, the... you can, You. can. it's totally affordable. Yeah. And it's a nice big fat magazine, so you'll make your <clears throat> mail carrier work hard. But um, <laughs> yeah, uh, right in front and center of roadkill.com is the click on that to subscribe to, to it, or just look up subscriptions roadkill yeah you'll be um more than likely if you're a subscriber to any of the 10 magazines whether it's hot rod or carcraft or full and off-road you'll see blowing cards out of the wazoo take advantage of it because it's a great buy it's a quarterly publication for right. everybody out there right and we're working on uh, winter editions mm -hmm. <laughs> issue kind of, six issue six yeah uh can you give us a little inside info maybe on what we may be seeing in that that well all right so we have a real real loose theme for issue six which is basically I can't say that I can't say just do it because somebody else already used that logo. Oh, yeah, sure. But it's basically it's a, it's like how to get stuff done. Just yeah. go and get stuff done. Stop waiting for like the right time. Because how often have you heard somebody be like, oh, yeah, that's on, that's on my bucket list. 
yeah. I thought about that because I was at I was at Bonneville and I got back from Bonneville and everyone's like, oh, that's that's on my bucket list. I'm like, well, don't wait, dude. It's not going to be around forever. When you came down the driveway, you may have seen my wife's. She has an SUV, and her personal plate says "end it." And if you ever listen to Marv or me, we use that expression often. It's like "end it." It's like quit talking, just do it. It's yeah. like our version of the infamous "just do it." It's like "end it." It's like come on, I'm tired of hearing about you. you're going to quit smoking. It's like "end it." You know, you've been quit smoking for fifty years. Like you know, I want to go after that job. I'm going to build that. I'm going to rebuild that 340. I'm going to get my demon running. It's like yeah, I've been hearing you talk about that for five years. Just end it. Yeah, do just it. So, get something, you know. All the, and, so, all the people are we going to give there... them incentives to get? Oh yeah, yeah. We're gonna. All right, give us a little. Let's. What you mean, like like inspirations? <laughs> well, or how are we like... going to go about doing that? What's? Well, I mean, it depends on what it is you want to do, but uh, we're working on a nice big list of uh, affordable cars. If you're interested in project ah. cars, because everybody, ha- you know, everyone's always saying, uh, that, you know, I can't, I can't get a Chevelle. It's too expensive, sure. or you know, I can't get a a fifty. You know, Gotta 50, have a coupe. You know, can't I, get a four door. Yeah, I need a you know I need a shoebox Chevy. I yeah, can't get it. Please. So we made a whole nice big list of you know stuff that you can get that's less than five grand. We looked it up. We spent so long on Craigslist like looking it up. So we know that you can find these things that are out there. I um, saw a Gremlin on uh, Honolulu and Ramsdale. It looked in pretty good shape. It had that root beer exterior. Some young gal was driving. It's like I saw a Vega. <clears throat> I saw Vega on the corner of Lowell in Honolulu. I'm working on a story right now. A guy sent me pictures of a Maverick that he built that's just bitching. Well, it's are really you cool. are you dialed in with the one that they're doing at SEMA? No. Yeah, Mike Spagnola from the SEMA Garage has mm-hmm. assembled a cast of young enthusiasts, young builders, and I think AJ, his son, is also working with them. And they adopted the uh, notoriety of the... He was with us at SEMA last year, the guy from Fast and Furious 20. I'm not sure what his name is. Which he, one? The last one. That's, that's I thought. Fast and Furious. Well, there's 50. like 27 people in that movie. Yeah, he was the star. He was like. Vin. Uh, no. I don't know. See. He doesn't Kong. King. That's his name. I don't know. Anyways, he's there working with these group of young guys in SEMA. The only one I know is Vin Diesel. I don't know. Yeah, I heard something about Vin Diesel the other day. I don't want to believe it. Anyways, <laughs> uh, they're building this awesome Maverick, and it's it's light blue. I. Th- who else had a light? Who had the? Was it Mike Copeland? Mm-hmm. Is trying to? Is yeah? Is that blue too? Is that baby yeah, blue? Yeah, it's it's like um, like a robin's egg blue. And then we've got our in-house guy at ten who's had that light blue <laughs> Maverick. Now, I, now I'm feeling really bad because I, I don't remember his name, but Derek Yee. Yeah. Well, at, at 10. I, there's this baby blue color that like it's like a seventy-two to seventy-four color that yeah is, you know like well there's petty blue which was really cool yeah no but then there's this light blue that. All, all the car manufacturers had this light blue that that only is like that era, kind of. There's a couple of paints out there. Yeah, the one that looks good with gold pearl over it. Yeah. <laughs> well, um, so that'll be good. You'll give those guys maybe a, like, like get, get beyond the 70 Cuda and the 69 Camaro. You know, it's yeah. like there's other cars out there that if you really want to jump into it, that's how you do it. Yeah, exactly. So, so uh, when's the uh, ramp truck going to be done? Our ramp truck? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Mm. Come on. Like. They keep giving me other stuff to do. Uh, so <laughs> Tom and I have Dick Landy's ramp truck. It's a Dodge D700. Yeah. And um, I think it's the easiest way to get people to know what it looks like is like if you saw the snake and mongoose car sure. haulers back from back in the 
Drag Racing Days uh, Prudhomme and um, McEwen's trucks. It's like that kind of truck. So it's a big, huge Dodge with like a tee box over it and ramps in the back. And it used to belong to the pro stock racer, uh, Dick cool Landy. Stuff. Yeah. Um, they go cigar. Everybody yeah. All the time, Dick Landy. Was, you know, and a local guy. Yes, Local Northridge. Valley guy. Yeah. yeah. So, um, you know, in fact, I think Freiburger has a Dick Landy engine in yeah. uh he was up there often. Cars. He used to work with a guy. You, you, you may not remember a guy. His name was Mike Johnson. Mike was Mike was lucky back in the day. He was he was the shop guy. Yeah, it's like, <laughs> and he didn't, you know, he'd give you a little bit of, hi, how are you? But he's like, get out of the way. It's like, you want some I help? It's lucky. Like, and it's like, just get out of here. It's like, when do you think it'll be done? It's like, when it's done. Yeah. But Mike, Mike was that Johnson. guy. Yeah, we lost him early. You know what? I think I knew that guy. I wouldn't. Everybody used to in the hang out on Van Nuys Boulevard. Yeah. knew all the guys that went to Van Nuys High. There was a group that I knew. It was it was Larry O'Freya from Valley Head Service, and it was Landy up there, and there was a couple other Mopar guys up there. Yeah, that was, Mike Johnson guy died early. Yes, and at the time, Alana, David, and I, like, I really didn't count because I was a sales guy. It's like we didn't. We weren't in the editorial you're, office. You were too clean. No, it's hands like hands not dirty. Yeah, the, the the editorial guys wanted nothing to do with you if you were a sales guy, and and or you had to just yes, you had to go through the you had to go through a period of hazing, and you had to you had to you had to stick around. You had to be there five, six, seven years before they even ask you for your name. You know, <laughs> so there there was a church and state, but David and I um, were Mopar guys. So we, we had a little bit of that early on, back when it wasn't cool. I know. Can you believe it was ever not cool? No. Because they're always cool to me. Yeah. So when, when, when I came out here, and I'm buying dusters and demons. That was my A-bodies. first car, you know. No, I didn't know yeah, that. Yeah, 73 duster. I Tri- bought a triple white 318 car. I bought a 72 340 car, automatic, from a little old lady in Pasadena, I swear <laughs> to God. And you talk about one of those vehicles or mini bikes you have that you sell, you wish you had back. God. Oh, I wish I had that car back. With the exception of it being a torque flight. 68 Chargers. Oh, yeah. What's yeah. David looking for now? Uh, 71 Roadrunner. Yeah. yeah. Those are awesome yeah, cars. They were too. cool. At the time, I really didn't, like, I didn't have to have it when I saw it, but now I look at them, they're nice. Yeah. You, cool. yeah. After the fact. Yeah. 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 Well, my buddy had a satellite. It was kind of like the cheap man's version, I guess, yeah. of, of that, that vehicle. Was it the two-tone one? Because they had the satellite, uh, what was it called? The model that had, like, a trim that ran along the rocker panel and... I don't know. It was Sebring. A, it, satellite Sebring. It may have been the satellite Sebring, and he he had a automatic on the column. It was gold, but it was still cool. Yeah, it was still cool. And then that same guy bought it had before that he had a baby blue, mm-hmm. white bucket seat, three forty duster. Was it like a seventy one or two? It was a seventy. It was the real one, ten to one compression. And he used to pull up. I used to work at a body shop, and he'd pull up in the car because he knew one of the guys, Ziggy, that worked there, and Ziggy had his little Challenger. You know, it actually, he had a, a 70 Cuda. So Ziggy, Ziggy had a four-speed black-on-black Cuda. You could eat off it black. Then he'd roll up in his 340 Duster. I'd sit in there with nothing. I got shit, right? And he'd <laughs> throw me the sad. keys. He'd throw me the keys. I was like 16 years old. He'd throw me the keys to the Demon or the Duster, and I would move it, drive it around, drive it around. One time he said, take it down, because 5S Freeway was right where we worked. And I got to take that car like four miles and turn around and come back I was a different person <laughs> and, and I got back a little bit late and I knew he was a little nervous he was going on his second cigarette waiting for me but that was a cool thing thank you for doing that I don't even know if Vinny's around if you're not God rest your soul but if you're, if is you're why, alive is that why you're out there giving mini bikes to the kids <laughs> yes now? I'm trying like... to give back but I, I've been looking for a 340 duster 
Hey, thanks. I know we bounced around a little bit here. We're probably going to take a break in a few minutes. Um, how is the podcast going so far for you? You good? You, have Did you I done these it? things before? A couple times. Yeah, which ones did you do? Did you do I've the done, one uh, stick and speed, whatever? I've done smoke and tire. I've done um, the what's Ho- the one that um, the Hooniverse one? Uh, Brad Fanshawe does. I haven't done Brad. Yeah, that no. that, that seems cool. Yeah. I like their setup. They they all stand up mm-hmm. and they got the the upright uh, microphones and they're everywhere. Uh, Pete Shapouris is a part of it. Brad Fanshawe, and I believe Sammy Hagar's son. And I hate to refer to somebody that way, but I just oh, don't remember. Oh yeah, is, is he's it, got he's builds cool stuff he sure does and he's a really nice guy he's a really nice guy yeah you know somehow rock stars sons could maybe not be really nice guys he seems to be i heard i heard i heard he had a good upbringing heard sammy hagar didn't mess around yeah i better be pretty cool to be sammy hagar's kid especially at the time yeah it could be worse all right joe uh excuse me uh all right uh folks it's joe's mini bike reunion podcast number 13 uh it's joe's mini bike reunion happening october the 1st before we go to break, I want to just uh, shout out a few folks that have um, have been supporting us on Facebook as well as um, sending us some emails. And some of you have pre-registered already for the show. Uh, Kenny Simon, uh, Kelba Jaden, uh, Daryl Johnson, John Amoroso, Tony Chong. What's up, Cheech? Arlene <laughs> Lopez David, uh, Neck, Cliff Judd, uh, Mini Bike Paul, Otis, uh, Drew Platt, uh, Jerry Cox. Drew who can't is going to be it. there? I don't know. I don't think. Uh, well, Jerry can't make it. Drew. Uh, uh, Drew. Drew. Drew is looks like he's. He may come. I don't know. Who's the guy from Old Mini Bikes? Drew. That, yeah. So it looks. I've heard it twice now. He's coming. Okay. Okay. I've got a room for him too if he needs it. That's good. So let's talk more about that. We'll make sure he has a good time, right? We'll we'll VIP him, Ed. You can turn him on all the supermodels. Uh, Dennis Thomas, Paul Higgins, uh, Zach Farah from Gear Star. He's a mini bike fan. I did not know that. Yeah. He built some great transmissions. He's he's like kind of the go-to guy. Yeah. Yeah. Good job there, Zach at Gearstar. Um, also wanted to say uh, hi to uh, some of my friends that have helped me out getting ready for this mini bike show. If I haven't already tormented you to death, I still got a few days to do that. But thank you in advance. Uh, Ted from Pioneer. Uh, Marv, you're here in town. Thank you for uh, all the help and hi, all Marv. the uh, hard work I'll be putting you through. You're going to be part of the, uh, the, the second part of the show, Marv. I want to talk to you a little bit about what's going on. As a treat, Derek Geeson's going to come in. Derek is the guy who built all the custom seats for us. Ed. Oh, yeah, yeah. So he's going to set up a display. In fact, I was giving him some specs on some of the basic seats. So he's going to come in. Like, if you're looking to buy a $20 seat, it's like OMB. If you're looking for, like, a, a custom seat, then you're going to want to talk to Derek. He'll be at the show. He built some nice seats. I like that one you did for the Yeah. Year. You know, they make such the a difference. CRC bike. Yeah, CRC bike as well. I like the Fiberlock one. So he'll be there. Derek will be there. Uh, mention Eddie and Tammy rolling in from Arizona. They'll be here tomorrow helping out Thomas or Tumas from uh, Vegas. Uh, Fernando Guzman and family. You guys were a big, big help last year. I got Scotty, uh, Mikey, and AJ, all these guys helping out at registration. Uh, some of the guys that are uh, leading that Grand Parade, Bing, I know you've been a big help promoting the event. I appreciate that. Uh, Cooney, Matt Sidara, uh, Steve Asper, Jose Savatro, Junior Esquivel, Greg Jensen, the defending People's Choice uh, with that cool little Rutman from last year. He'll be there. Uh, Drew Hoagie, Steve Rice, Dane Walton, my good buddy Richard David down the street, Corona Irving. I got a hat for you, brother. Albert Garcia and Miha Padilla. You know, this is a tough one to pronounce that one for me. 
and and you know you've got a tough name too between the Alina Alana and me with the Joe yeah. and the Sebrando and the Sebagado. But you know it beats the shit out of Smith, right? <laughs> it's Joe's Mini Bike Reunion, October the first. Be there. Thanks everybody for uh, pre-registering. There's still some time to do that. We're gonna keep pre-reg open until Wednesday. Midnight West Coast time. It's twenty it bucks. Is Wednesday. Oh, this is Wednesday. Well, then uh, you got until midnight. You got till I midnight. Pay my money. Huh? <laughs> yeah. Um, I'll give you your twenty back. I better pay my money. Uh, and even if you are my friend, uh, I offer a couple comp entries to <clears> come into the show. I kind of want twenty bucks, right? But here is the deal: register. I'll give you hey. twenty bucks and a couple of T-shirts, but because I want you to be eligible to win the cool, the cool stuff, I want you to be eligible to win all this stuff. If the, I win anything, I'm giving it to a little kid. There you go. Well, I'm gonna hold you to that. If you win that F and B roller, if which, I win that F and B roller, it's going to a little kid. Well, there you have it. up there to grab it, it has it. Well, I got a better idea. Maybe if you win it, you uh, donate it to or whatever our Scleroderma because we're gonna build. Do. We're building a bike. Well, they can go buy it from the from, kid that you give it to. Yeah, they can go buy it from them. Well, there you go. You know, you make some sense there, because the kid makes out my way. Yeah, yeah, right. You're right. You're always thinking. You gotta have your own podcast. No. It's Joe's Mini Bike Reunion Podcast. Ed, Ed McMahon's tough enough. <laughs> hey, but we get your own dog food uh, gig. So wait, wait. Ask Ed something again. Ed, um, are you ready for the big event? Yes. No, oh, that one didn't work. It didn't work. Ed, uh, no. Ask oh. him. Ask him if he wants his his own podcast. Ed, wouldn't you like your own podcast? No. Nope. Not today. <laughs> <laughs> nope, not today. Hey, how do you like the little badge? I like it. Do you have one? I do. May I'm wearing I? it. See? Uh, Joe's Mini Bike Reunion Podcast. Ed will have access to a handful of them. Come up and see him at the show. Marvel They're not Beater. blurry. They're clear. They're very clear. They're very clear. Are they normally blurry? No, we usually, we're, when we're looking at it, it's, everything's blurry. <laughs> Unless um, my eyes are going uh, We come back after the break. Uh, Marv will be with us, sitting in, talking a little bit about uh, some of the Terrible work I put him through today, and what's going to be uh, on the docket. Already. <laughs> Is he asleep right. out there? He's sporting the, sh the shirt. Nah, I see his legs go. Hey, back thanks and for forth. listening, everybody. We're going to have um, Alana sign some copies of Roadkill. If yeah, you'd go, like. Go no, there's not going to be an F&B pipe in the magazine. Not, we're not giving you out an F&B pipe. She's no. going to sign some autographed copies. Uh, yeah. If you have any questions or comments, send them in, and we'll have, I don't know, we got like 12. Go check out Roadkill.com. Right? Roadkill.com. We'll have lots of mini bike pictures up there. It's Roadkill. It's Mini Bikes. Joe's Mini Bike Reunion Podcast number 13. See you at the break. Hey everybody, welcome back to Joe's Mini Bike Reunion Podcast number 13. Did you know that Joe doesn't know how to turn the sound off on an shh, iPhone? Shh. It's like, because I didn't have the glasses, and, and then I pressed the vibrating thing. Actually, that was pretty good. All right, it's back. It's Joe's Mini Bike Reunion Podcast number 13. Uh, we are here with the Ilana Share from Roadkill, the editor of Roadkill. Roadkill is the hottest brand in the automotive industry. It's a magazine. It's a social media monster. Uh, it is a fire-breathing dragon event series. It is a video that can only be described as the largest automotive reality show. It is the shit. Even and my dad likes the videos. Everybody loves the videos. <laughs> it, so it's all that 
and a cup of tea. Uh, thanks for coming back. Um, you know, we got a couple responses during the break. It looks like uh, it looks like the power of roadkills got our viewership up from 16 to like I think we're at 22. What? Yes. Oh. This is big. big stuff. Big stuff. We're big. 271. 271. Wow. Record. Yeah. yeah. Those See, are my people. It was a lucky 13. Yeah. Hey, what's this thing with you and pies? Like, where did you? Where did this? Love affair uh, with you don't get a figure like this if you don't like pie. Vava move. Thanks. Someone's talking about the the red dress photo. Uh oh. I that, don't want to oh know about boy. that. Um, I didn't post that one. Um, uh, <laughs> I actually Somebody like that one too. I, I, um, so what's the deal with the pies? Okay. Well, all right. So I I worked at Hot Rod, right? And um, worked very closely with staff editor Brandon Gologli. You know yes, Brandon. I do. He's another uh, one with a bad last name. Yeah. Oh my God. <laughs> yeah, you guys. <laughs> Brandon Gologologologly. Anyway, so Brandon and I spent a lot of time on the road together, and we were talking earlier about bad bad road food. But, um, you know, he likes eating. I like eating. And when we can find a place to stop on these road trips, we usually try to get pie. But it all started because on the very first Hot Rod Power Tour that we ever did, we were like, oh, we're going to be going through, you know, like six different states. We should try and get pie in every single state. And we failed completely. We did not get any pie in any state. Um, Thus, we gave ourselves the name Team Fail Pie, and we've been trying to make up for it ever since. I'm a a pie guy over a cake guy. What about you? I'll take pie and cake. (laughs) Do you have a preference? Do you want one of those cakes where a pie is inside of the cake? I like the cakes with the um, frosting, a lot of frosting. He's like big. sweet stuff. Well, I don't even want to get into his Canoli eating habits. Cake and, uh, well, yeah, because you, know, you got you know, New York stuff. Yeah. Well, the voice in the... Um, all kinds of pies in New York. The voice on the podcast you hear is my uh, handsome, older, <laughs> favorite brother-in-law, Gary Marv One. Wow. And uh, he's here in town, blessing us with his presence. Traveled in from uh, Utica, New York. Went through some terrible fog, I understand, this morning. Or was it? Well, it was yesterday yesterday morning. morning. Him and a good friend of ours, Ali Alberico, who is uh, hopefully home in Florida now, relaxing after a month in Utica. It took Uh, us uh, two and a half hours to get to the airport. So what time did your flight leave? You took took a a flight from Albany to Vegas, like you typically do to Burbank, right? right? So what what, what happened? It started where you were Uh supposed to get picked up at 7, but then the phone rang at 5? Yeah, he he called me up at like 5.30 in the morning. He goes, I want to go. I can't sleep. I said, all right, well, come and pick me up. So lucky... Luckily, we left early because it was so foggy. Instead of driving 70 miles an hour, we were driving 30 miles an hour. I've seen the fog, Marv, and, and, and it's, it's like it's patches, but I heard this was a long patch. Long. Like, it was the like whole 50, ride? Miles, 50 miles long. How long did it take you to get to Albany? Two and a half hours. And how long is it usually? An hour and 20 minutes. Right. So, so you shoot your pants and you made it out here. No, he did. He was driving. I was laughing. <laughs> <laughs> I was laughing. I go, you want me to drive? He goes, no, I don't want you to drive. I'm driving. Did he have the glasses on that he could yeah, see to the, the future? Glasses. He, with? he thinks he looks like Elton John or something. <laughs> I don't know. But, uh, I say, hey, the glasses work for you. They work for you. He's got you know? five different pairs now. Oh, he's working at like a fashion accessory? I don't know. One well, for every day of the week. Uh, I, you know, I, always, I don't know. They got big, big, big rim glasses, black, and then he's got a light brown one and... You like know. a little matching you need ensemble. need an extra in case the dog chews one up. Well, here's the deal. <laughs> Allie was a badass you know, back in the day. He gets to wear whatever the hell he wants. He, he earned it, right? So I you're out here. It. I work So it. you're out here. Today we already put you to work. Yesterday, too, I think. Yeah, well, we come <laughs> yesterday? Sure. Yeah, no, well, yesterday was kind of like well, we got in late. 
We got in okay. like late afternoon. Well, we had so, a little... so what are you what are you working on? Just in case people are joining us now and they weren't oh, here earlier. Yeah. Yes, what what, what we're yeah. talking about is Marv. Marv is here to help with whatever needs to get done at the event. And he and the d- event is that the Big Joe's Mini Bike Reunion. When is it held? October first. Yes, this That's Saturday. Saturday. CV Park. This not Friday. It's Saturday. It's Saturday. Okay. See, you need me. You can't so many ways. Well, it's we're 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 a one man act over here. We're just we're just. You get there like five o'clock in the morning, and you know. To set up. You can't even you can't even see yourself. It's dark. Hey, I heard there's bears in the park. So. Mountain lions. And and I I, one of the first things I said was, well, well, hey, there's going to be bears at the park, but I've got security. Well, I don't know if I tell the security in advance that there's bears there because they probably want a little bit more money. Nah, you don't tell him. Yeah, give him a heads up. He's a big guy. My security could beat the shit out of any bear, anyways. Mr. Black, Black, you don't fool around. Your security guy last year was like well dressed too, like Secret Service. Well, there's three of them. Yeah, there's three of them. The other two you don't even know. (laughs) Yeah, one snipers. Yeah, Yeah. one guy said, "So how many is there? Three of them?" It's like, no, Mr. Black's so big, it just seems like there's three of them, and he's (laughs) just a class act. Very nice. I found him through Miles from Dub Magazine. What's up, Miles? Thanks for the love too uh, about the mini bike event. Miles been helping me promote this event for years too so thank you miles i'll see you out at sema pretty soon they don't fool around dub you've been that sema show where dub's got all the never been to the sema show you haven't with me all these years no wow we gotta change that never ask him he's going emmanuel will be there this year yeah emmanuel and that's a good announcement uh joe's mini bike reunion podcast uh we'll call that a uh a feature episode live from the sema show huh there you go. Are we going to bring mini bikes and ride them up and down the aisles? Uh, Frankenstein will be there. Okay. And it'll be at the CRC booth for the show. I'm trying to get the roadkill guys to go over there. Maybe for a half hour or so, sign some okay. autographs. Yeah, we'll see. We're we'll working see. on it. Can't, we'll I can't make any promises for those guys. Um, honestly, think once they meet you, they're not going to care about those two. They don't want you over <laughs> there. I'll sign anything. Yeah. I signed a, I signed a bald head on Drag Week. Uh. <laughs> All right. This is, this is, there's children watching this show. Okay, this is, this is like, uh, I know. So I was in there during the break. My wife says, she's so cute. She's perfect for that job. I said, did you see her car? She said, yes. How much of you being a Dodge fan do you think helped you get the job? Mm, I would like to, I don't think that the Dodge thing really, I think the Dodge thing helped me get the job originally at Hot Rod. Because, yes, that's what I meant, you know, to be more yeah, pointed. Yeah. Oh, oh, 100%. I think yeah, so. Because like, I showed up to the interview in a Challenger, and I don't really remember <laughs> Freiburger asking me anything else. Yeah, it's like, you're iron. <laughs> Good thing. So uh, I, I brought Marvin, and, you know, he's getting a little older now. How old are you now? All right. What's he, what, what's he on about? Sixty-two. But he looks good, doesn't he? Yeah. And yeah. so because he looks so good, I still it's like Marv, go move the truck. Go not drive the truck. It's like go move the truck, lift it up and move. <laughs> yeah. I, I, I remember him and oh, I sure. literally we would we we did the power tour, so we were part of the setup team and we we worked. And it. like the first one, right? Because Marv was telling not, me earlier. Not quite, but it was, like it, it was early on. It was two thousand and two. Jim Savis, who's listening now, uh, with Amy. Hi, Amy. You little doll. I, although, Watch that guy. A- Amy found Facebook Live. <laughs> oh my we god! We had a lot of fun on the power tours. <laughs> yes, but so Jim Savis was part of the first power tour. Him and Drew Harden. There's another name. Yeah. Another local muscle car review. Locker Center guy. Yep. He gave me a little plug, and muscle car review on mini bikes. Uh, those two guys decided to do an editorial styled tour to San Francisco area, the Bay Area. That was the first power tour. I don't know how, if they even called it that then. I think they, they must have had. They must have, but that was the one. 
I don't know. There's so many arguments because you know what, like Cole thinks he started it, and uh, oh, really? Freiberger thinks he started. They all think they started. Okay, it. so let him. It's like it's just <laughs> one of those things. Like so, so whether there. it was the first one I he was, was on first. No, yeah, so see, he, first. he's another one. Like I was on the first one, right? But but the point is that you were there when it counted. We were, and we were a we one-man band. We had a good crew. A little roadkill-like, kind of a, a, a small crew, just kind of mm-hmm. out doing the deal. And, and he worked his ass off. You know, we talked about the long hours and the shitty hotels. And we had a... we had oh, a, we stood a, in a bus. We did the bus? We drove in a uh, tour bus. Yeah, uh, right. And he, you know, me and him, he goes, my brother, I'll sleep in the front. These guys go, <laughs> go in the back. Okay, so they were all crowded back there, but we slept well, in the front. Well, it was me, it was you, it was... It, you know, typically Chase, when, when you build your team, you like to have some of the friends that you grew up with. You know, it's no different than just wanting to be around your, your guys, right? Whether yeah. it's your relatives or your friends. And we were able to do a little bit of that. Well, you you know, need to be with people who you know aren't going to murder you in your sleep because if they were, they would have done it already. My guys, I wasn't so worried about them killing me. It was my guys would work for T-shirts. That was the beauty of it. And, 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 and I had assembled a team of T-shirt lovers. and But Mar was our mule. And he and I and when I see him now, I still think, hey, you know, we got to go I put all these do mats that, down. <laughs> and I have to realize he, he 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 just can't do it as as much as he did. But even a half of you is more than most. And today you showed that again. 150 of these mats that we brought out that had had four years of or three years, actually four years of Joe's Mini Bike Reunion smegma on them. It could have been oil from the mini bikes or sodas or God knows what other. Anything. So we they were all steam clean, so they're going to be really nice and clean for you guys at the mini bike show. Uh, October the 1st on Saturday and Marvel will be there now last year last year you signed a few autographs last year people were kind yeah. of seeking you out that's kind of weird isn't it well they haven't seen me in a long time and uh, they all love me why is that <laughs> is it the hair they used to call me Marvelous remember yeah the Marvelous one it was Marvelous you still are Marvelous but uh... <laughs> now you liked doing the parking last year and then this year you already took yeah. ownership of I'm doing the parking I need I need you in a bigger capacity this year. I think the parking that the, the mini bikers will park themselves. Believe me. So what I want to have you do this year is a little bit of everything. I want you to come in and help with the apparel, help with some of the layout. So you're you're going to be and then you need to press the flesh. Sign a few more autographs. Go mingle with the guys a little bit. I Who's need, judging this year? Ed's coming back as a judge. I have a gentleman George. Uh, I don't want to mention his last name because I, I try not to divulge the last name of the judges because you never know what happens afterwards, right? Oh, the right? bribery and the murder. <laughs> Holy and, and I use Charles Mini Drag Bike Mosley, who is just a mini bike, hardcore drag racing guy. He's got a little bit of a different take on bikes. I think Ed is the most accurate barometer gauge. I think Ed has an overall awareness of not only the cool nostalgia bikes, but also the drag bikes. And then I also have a group of guys that are a little bit more in tune, Alana, to the, the, the current mini motos the groms and the mm-hmm. kawasaki's and the rutkises those those models those the metropolitans so is there do you, are you starting to see kind of a i mean there hasn't been a real long time but is there starting to be a little bit of a takeover or is there like a return of the you know is mm. the grom have that is that stuff good for mini bikes or bad for mini bikes very, very, very good i own one in I fact know. he likes riding it uh, i ride it now he rides that now i need to get the kawasaki but here, here's what i think the dynamic is is that the show is built around attracting the vintage bikes that, that was my idea of the park littered with old choppers and torpedoes and yeah, tacos. And tacos and, and mini trails. Yeah, and, and even, well, I'll stop even at the mini trails and at the CT-70s and the, uh, the Z-50s because I was still, again, thinking of the, the vintage 
rigid mini bikes. Oh, so the mini rigid trail frame. Is, that's just too yeah, was mainstream a little bit, for you. The rich like, kids had those. Uh, you owned a house. You want you, you you're talking about the ones where you bought it as a frame and like put it together? Yeah, the kit. You know the mm-hmm. stupid kit you saw for nineteen dollars? Yeah. Yeah, that's the guy. That was the that's that's what I wanted. When I realized that as I rang the gong for the event, many of the people that showed an interest, their view of mini bikes was different than mine. Yeah. These were guys a little bit younger. These were folks that lived in California that maybe were a little bit better off than how we were doing in Utica, you know? Um, they had CT-70s. They had Z-50s. <laughs> so many of the folks that came to the show the first year, their view of mini bikes was different than mine. Right. And unlike many of the hardcore guys, I embraced them. I told them, come. Right. I've been right. cre- and, and then, then there's, you know, it's kind of like this political correctness where, well, you're a vintage mini bike show or, or are you also going to be bringing in these Groms? Like, I said yes to everything but some of the predictable Chinese bikes that don't really work too well. People get a bad experience because they buy them for, they're lost leaders for two ninety nine. They ride them once, and then they're built to break. So their whole experience is terrible. So I don't promote those bikes. I don't, I don't really bring in a lot of Chinese mini bikes. But everything else comes it, it could come at joe's mini we're we're an open we're we're the okay. switzerland of mini bikes well i mean it, are there enough mini bikes out there that you could really fight amongst yourselves well we you see count the two guys on the block that's a total of four you get a pretty damn good fight that's true no we've got the grom guys are coming on they're they're sh- when they show up they show up in volume because there's more of them in motion they're street legal and their activities are rides so yeah, I started off with 40, 50, 60 vintage mini bikes, and then we got like maybe 12, 24 of these street legal modern day mini bikes. And as the events progressed, <clears throat> to kind of get to your question the long way, um, yeah, we start to see a little bit more of the Groms and the licensed ruckus. And what ended up happening is that the old school guys embraced them. Oh, well, it's right. probably fun for the Grom guys too, because if they went to a you know normal motorcycle show, they're kind of small fry. But if they go to a vintage mini bike show, they're like powerhouses. There's a there's an info exchange. Yeah. The guy with the taco, who even has a tough time trying to say Grom, he he just doesn't even want to. He used to say Graham all the time. Yeah, Graham. It's like that's back in the day. Uh, yeah. So so yeah, there's this whole <laughs> education that the old guy wants about these Groms, because these Groms are rolling in twin turboed. Badass stretched frames. <laughs> so the guy's like, what is that thing? And when he talks to the guy, who may not be a guy he would talk to, generally speaking, there's an age difference, there's a cultural difference. They're now talking. The old 60-year-old hardcore Budweiser domestic car Marlboro Smoker is now yeah. talking to, you know, yeah. Derek and, and Ray and many of the cool Asian dudes who are out there with this scene. And with they all want to get on their dyno, too. Well, you know what I mean? The young kids and the older guys, they... The dyno's good. They want to get their you, bikes on there. You've got to you know. be a big help there at the dyno because it was too loosey-goosey last year. There's you know, people, people were able to get close, so we're going to mark, we're going to rope it off right. nice, nice. I'm going to have you work with D. They were trying to, you know, bully their way in. I'm I'm next or this guy, you know. I, they Shame. wanted to get their bike in there. To, which which to you would do too. So, yeah. so we're yeah, going to be ready for them this year, and we're going to yeah. be a little bit uh, better prepared because right. the dyno has turned out to be, you know, the, the highest... Loved it. The they highest run was 28 and a half horsepower. That, that was the dyno. And pull. how much do those bikes weigh? Well, it really depends. Sometimes the engines that are heavier than the frames. What do those bikes rank? You know, what, what do they weigh? Um, well, like 100 pounds. Yeah. I'd say about 100. Yeah, so a lot of it's the, a lot of it's the motor. Uh, Lou's coming again, uh, the dyno guy. 
Uh, he'll be there, and, and that will continue to be another big attraction at the show, in addition to some of the other things that we had talked about. So, Marv, we got a, we got a full dance card for you. Um, is there anybody back in Utica that you left that you may want to say hi to? Yeah, I'd like to say uh, I miss my grandson, Andre, and uh, I love you. And a shout-out to my sister, Gail, and Michael down in Florida. And my sister, Gail, she watches every show. So hi, Gigi. I hope you're watching. Hi, Gail. And uh, Gail is a big fan of yours. I've got to have one. She touched me before I, I <laughs> the told line her I was to the left. <laughs> she wanted to know if you were going to be on the show tonight. So. Oh, she Thanks, there Gail. She is. I appreciate it. Um, well, thank you for, for coming All in, Marv. Right. All right. Uh, hopefully okay. after the show, we'll take a little time out. We'll go out in the trailer. Maybe we'll do a little golfing. Talk okay. to Imus. Maybe we'll hook up with All him. Right. So All Marv's right. going uh, to be at the show. If you haven't had a chance to meet Marv, come and check him out. Ed's going to join us all as right, we Ed. transition here. Marv, thank you for all, all the All right, help. no problem. I enjoyed so, it. Roadkill, is, as most people know it, is the video. And we've tried to, uh, through the podcast, is update them with the magazine. When they get the magazine, they love it. What do you think it is about, what is that Kentucky Fried Chicken special ingredient? What's that Coca-Cola recipe? What do you think it is? that's really creating this roadkill uh, insanity. Man, I don't know. If I knew, I don't even know if I should tell you because, you know, <laughs> then everyone's going to do it. Um, or you could tell me if you right. have to kill me. You want to know my theory about yeah, it? Yeah, I do. Here, my theory is that, like, and you were just talking about it with the mini bike stuff. My theory is that you want to get into something, you go maybe to a show or you go on the internet or you read a magazine and it's just nothing but rules and people telling you all the ways that you are going to mess it up and like you're and you just look at that and you go forget it man forget it i can't do this this isn't for me they won't let me in and i think that what fiberger and finnegan have done with the videos and then what we're trying to continue to do on the website and with the magazine is say there aren't any rules man yes. like like this hot rodding started because people didn't want to follow the rules. They wanted to make cars their way. They wanted to have fun with cars. They wanted to, you know, go racing. They wanted to be able to do whatever it was that they could afford with what they had and the people around them. You were talking about friends. You want to do stuff with your friends. I think that that's what we're showing that you can still do, you know? Like, you want to build a car? You don't have all the right parts. I mean, I would say that don't hurt yourself and certainly don't hurt someone else. Right. But other than that, I don't care if your car, like what your car is like, if, if you're having fun with it, you know, if you want a car with only car you can get has four doors and, you know, build a crew cab, like, you know, you don't have money for paint. doesn't make it any faster or slower or, you know, you have the only car you can afford is a six cylinder. Fine. Yep. We can have a lot of fun with a six cylinder. I saw some four doors. I saw a four door Nova, which I would never think about. Now it's like, you know what? Didn't look that bad, did it? Shit. We'll quad cab it now. Yeah. That's what I call them, right? And then some folks are taking the four doors. Oh, we we're just talking to Sean. Remember Papa yeah. Smurf? What are they, they're taking the four doors, Alana, and they're, I don't know what they're doing with the center post, but they're making it one long door. <laughs> Must be hard on the hinges. <laughs> I was going to say, it's like I hate to get hit that. But. We were taking Mercs back when I was into rat rotting. Yep. Back in like 78. 79 and taking a four-door Merc and filling in the back and moving the whole post back and putting a two-door on it ah. and then take the rest of the door and fill it in to finish the quarter panel but we were actually using the two-door 
and move it, take the whole post out and move That's it That's an interesting yeah. way to do it. How many of those did you do, Ed? Was it almost like, was it kind of like a craze or was it just, uh, you know, onesie, twosies? One time was yeah. enough. Yeah, it's <laughs> a lot you, of work. Yeah, it is tough. I think I've seen, I think we did a, a story on a Kaiser once for Hot Rod that somebody had done that with. We're yeah, a little, we're a little jaded too because, you know, let's face it, especially at your time at Hot Rod, you got to see probably not only the nicest vehicles that were out there, but you probably got to see some of the nicest vehicles that folks don't get to see. It's amazing what folks do with cars, but in that same token, it's also nice every once in a while to your point, it's like, Dude, you got a ding on your face. Like, it's not all about the $20,000 paint jobs like it used to be. And the you just dream about it. And then when you saw the car, you couldn't even touch it. It's on some friggin' stand. Yeah. And it's like roadkill. Like, there's people's... Yeah, what, no, you people want to in muscle it? truck. What, you're They're, not going to hurt it. People were in muscle <laughs> truck. Like the, and the door was shut. Yeah. And, just, and these are young teenager dudes. But the door was shut, and they were in their moment. And it was just them, and it was like they're in muscle truck, and it was almost if they were they were pretending yeah. driving. And no, it's great. It's like, I mean, um, there's not, there's really only one thing that I did not like about working at Hot Rod, and it was that occasionally somebody would be like, "Oh, hey, look at my car," and the car would be something that they cared a lot about and that they had done a lot too. And your reaction and, is so important. And you I know, would have like, to be like, "That's great." We can't put it in hot rod, you know, because it's not enough. It wasn't, you know, yeah. it wasn't fancy enough or it wasn't big enough or it wasn't fast enough, you know, or somebody built an engine and uh, and it just seemed like uh, awkward, wasn't it? A little bit. I just felt bad because I, I mean, that obviously, if you've been reading hot rod for a long time or, you, you know, I can't you can't hot rod can't do something like here's how a carburetor works. Like yeah. if you're reading hot rod, you know how a carburetor <laughs> works. The, the readers would get bored. They want something. They're they're past it it's a step past but there was nothing out there if you just wanted to get started and yeah. you did want to be somewhere where you could say hey what's a carburetor and not have someone make fun of you yeah, even um, you couldn't even and even car craft and even the chevy high books the basic questions there really wasn't a lot of a lot well, of that yeah i mean it's there was been no around, place for that it's been around so long and they're you know and then everybody's out there going oh you know young people they don't like cars it's like it's not that they don't like cars it's that we're really just not offering anything um, people like the wrong type of car <laughs> but but they don't really it's just like you know and and who are we really even to say what's the wrong type it's just what you like cars fine let's talk about cars let's do something fun and you know we'll figure out something that we all agree on even if it's just dots and z cars everybody likes dots and z cars do you like dotsons yeah see uh, those 240s. Yeah, I remember drooling over them. I, I, I was fortunate that I got to, I, although I wish I was just a year or two older because I was able to grow up with the really cool muscle cars, late 60s and early 70 cars. That's what I grew up with. Yeah. yeah but well, I think so you're you actually driving. I was, well, I couldn't quite get my hands on one. Like I was growing up at the time, but it wasn't like working where I had the money to buy one. I think you, you may have had, you may have found yourself behind He's the actual. You're saying everybody else is old, huh? I'm actually older than that, I think. No, I'm older than that. Oh, good. Thank God. <laughs> so when um, when you when you get the roadkill gig, like, what's the first day in the office? What was that like? Like, was it an easy transition? Because, you know, you work for well, the same company. But... Yeah, I mean, the office is the same, and most of the people are the same. And the first day in the office, gosh. Um... Was it was it right to work? Was it a slow transition? Were you on the road um, quick? It was actually a slow transition because... Uh, they were, they were a little like they had a particular start date, but this issue was due, um, and oh, yeah, Freiberger didn't have time to work on it. So he was sort of, they were sort of sending me stuff to do for this issue before I even technically had the job. Um, 
so by the time it was officially the start date it it kind of felt felt fine so you'll kind of have your footprint a little bit around say that winter edition that'll be the one you're the, yeah. actually there from the beginning yeah i mean i'm in this one yes uh, there's you know hey, thanks for the uh, I, I wanted to thank you for um always squeezing in a little mini space for a little mini bike love we've intermittently enjoyed a little bit of exposure and that we also you know mini bikes are no um uh stranger to uh to roadkill uh no the muscle truck episode actually number 18 yeah yes that was the one where um david and mike were rolling around with the ct70s i believe one of them was mine, and then one of them they bought off of Craigslist. Yeah. I had the I'm gold one. To, I'm trying to get them to sell me that other one. Oh, yeah. yeah. I don't really think that they're like mini bike guys. Like, the, yeah, you, I, you I, know, I, you can't whisper into a microphone. They can still hear you. Yeah, it's like I was watching <laughs> Cops one time. It's one of my favorite shows. And they, they track the dude. You know, he's like openly selling crack. And it's like, it's daylight. There's cops <laughs> everywhere. And the cops chase him. And they chase him through the backyards and over the fence and through the roofs and through Granite's house. And they get to the backyard and it's like it's all fenced in. And then there's a plastic pool. <laughs> so, so the cops lift up the plastic pool and there's the crook and he's all huddled up. But he's not fucking giving it up. He, he's just staying in the, in, the, in, the, in the fetal position. It's like, I know you can see me. How is this going to get back to what we were talking but about? But I'm going to pretend, well, that's kind of like... What I oh that's what, what you do. just did yeah I did the same <laughs> okay. thing um, yeah uh, well I mean you know I would say very few people are mini bike people the way that we're mini bike well so I was trying to be secretive yeah. and I was trying to talk low so they wouldn't hear me but I don't think David and Mike they're not here first of all <laughs> hey they could be listening I don't think they're mini bike guys I, I think you can get your hands on the black trail yeah, 70 I think, I think, I think that's I what can. i was getting yeah. at maybe i should have just got to that yeah i think i, I, I think they just can't you know i mean you go in hard. there with cash if you have a, a wheelie you know if you have a wheelie standing truck then like what are you, <laughs> you gonna walk mini by the mini bike for? but we did frankenstein which is covered up mm -hmm. i'll let you see it because you're a big shot yeah. i think that's kind of a that that that'll get some attention we we need to um we, we need to do a little bit better than the taco bike that we built for hot rod that was a good hot rod bike. It was nice and shiny and red and all that. But we need we need to put together a little bit more of a rough and tumble roadkill bike. Maybe that'll be something we could do in the future. Um, so we were on not only episode, or excuse me, on uh, number 18 with the muscle truck, but we've also um, we've had a little coverage recently in the current issue. Yeah. When you're looking back at some of the crazy oh, vehicles yeah. that folks... Yeah, this, yeah, that's a really great... I mean... The go-karts and everything. Yeah. And, and you know... It doesn't seem like you're forcing right it. Right there. You know, it seems to flow. Yeah. We're it, not forcing it. Yeah, it's, it's, and I love that. See? Nice. So, so thank you for that because here's the thing. You always, if you're a mini bike guy, you'll see the small picture. You'll, you'll <laughs> notice even if it's a little mention. It's a big thing to us. It's a big well, thing oh to man, get. Oh, man, I meant to take a, I did, I did take a photo at Drag Week. Um, Bryant Goldstone has this awesome mini bike that somebody built for him that matches the red and black javelin. Oh, was, was that the one that was in the pits and he was trying, having a hard time getting in? Um, was it a local guy who owned the bike? Do you remember? Uh, well, I mean, I don't know. I can't remember if he was at Roadkill Nights with the bike or if the bike oh, okay. was new at, at Drag Week. Got it. But okay. it was really, you like it. I'll send you a picture of it. Yeah, but it's yeah. black, and, black and red, matches the car. If there's anybody that may be uh, listening to the podcast or hears about it, uh, we'd love to see photos of your mini bikes. Uh, personally, I would. Uh, and There's as, already a big thread on Roadkill of people posting their mini bikes. Yeah, I so saw a lady showed a photo of uh, her son on him. And, you know, to me, here's the deal. Sometimes Ed and I talk about it. It's like, look, we're 
We're getting a little old. We'll be playing around with these mini bikes. But as we're getting older, we're into them even more. And some of the guys on the shows and some of the folks on the shows have said things like, you know, we just took a pause for a while. You know, it's like I something happened in my life, you know, good, bad, or indifferent, and I just took a little break from the hobby. But they always pick back up with mini bikes. You know, it's almost the same thing with the projects. Like, I'll look at some of these bikes, that old frame there, and they just stay like that forever. And then one Saturday you'll wake up and say, you know what, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to get that thing to roll. I'm going to grab one of these engines. And so it, it is cool. And I also love the fact that it brings in the young enthusiasts. And even to the point where, you know, they've got these exploded kits for mini bikes. You've seen them in the ads. Yeah. You know, it's like maybe 18, 20, 30 parts. I'd love to do a, a build at some of our shows where we get a couple basic kits and the kids get to come in and put together a mini bike, a rolling yeah. mini bike. Because I do believe that this is the, this, it's the gateway to getting <laughs> into cars. When you're young, you know, you work on mini bikes it's basic trial and error mechanics yeah you don't need a lot of space to do it you don't need a lot need of money tools yeah and i built a mini bike in Wimber when i was back there assembled one yeah. and did you fire it and ride it and all that yeah oh yeah it was the, the one the that you talked about right i rode it in the parade. we used the tire for the a, seat we didn't have a good seat so i used a tire well, <laughs> we, we did a build uh we did a build on site and the thing was ours was too basic i i had i, I almost committed the mortal sin of you know not being aware of who my attendee was like the guys that come, came to that mini bike show didn't need to know how to screw on a neck on a mini bike or how to put a seat in you know so you know something that we had talked about too you have to you have to kind of be somewhat aware of and i've always tried to just justify it by yeah sure you guys have built these things in your sleep but i got like four or five people that don't even know what these things are so it's going to appeal to them you know because there is a certain amount of assumption you make that everybody's into them but I, I've seen too many people over the years that have seen them for the first times, and they're 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 interested. And if you can almost get them to touch something, a part or a wrench, you know, you're like half the battle's over with. You know, they 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 may get involved. And it's not just young guys or young gals; it's all of them. Yeah, they're all they're all into it. Well, and it's just it's such a a fun sort of team thing to do. So, like, yeah. say the, your kid wants to do it you can help them with it because there's just enough work for two people to do, you know? So you yes. don't get in each other's way. You can help each other out. And, you know, it's not too big a project. Well, I think, you know, Joe Dodato. Joe's uh, probably one of the biggest contributors to Roadkill. In fact, all the magazines, I think, between him and Mark Dewey, I don't know who else sells ads over there <laughs> at Ken. Uh, Joe has uh, two great kids. And they, uh, they've got the fever. Joe bought a Grom. And um, Jack wants a um, a mini bike and he's in eighth grade and you know he's at that point where you know a five horsepower or an eight horsepower is too big or a grom that you have to shift it's still it's almost too much bike but uh, they're looking they're they're in the middle of the mini bike frenzy they're on the craigslist constantly <laughs> and he must have sent me like 30 pictures one day about what about this bike what about that bike what about this bike what's this one it's I had like two guys send me texts yesterday one in washington and one in i think it was new york what about this bike, Ed? Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, and it's tough because you mentioned it too. It's like, oh, hey, why, isn't I like this car? You know, it's we've been working on it for fifty years. It was my father's. It's, it's like, just not quite hot rod material, you know. And then when they send you pictures of the bike, say, what do you think about this? It's like, I don't know if you like it. Buy it. <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah. Yeah. I said, <laughs> well, can you tell me more about it? No, I'm working right now. <laughs> <laughs> it's a mini bike. Okay, figure it's it out. A mini bike, but yeah, maybe after work. 
Well, there are a lot of them, and uh, hopefully you'll see a lot of them. Over 200 manufacturers of these crazy mini bikes back in the day. That's nuts. Yeah. And now there's maybe a handful. So there's still some room there, maybe. But to, they're still all out there, mostly, right? They are. And a lot of them are being built by smart guys and smart builders like Jake Bowe and I'm sure a guy like Ed with the right time tools and equipment and pipe benders he can pull on. You can put them together. It's just... Um, put a few nice ones together. I bet, man. And You know, put you'll see jets. a lot of them at the show. Uh, you're going to be bringing the bananas. You're going to be bringing the drag bike. Yeah, I'll bring the drag bike and the, the roadkill bonanza I just picked up. Good. <laughs> yeah. The rat rod, excuse me. It's not roadkill. It's rat rod. Actually, it's it's an original bonanza from 69. Yeah, that's... And, and, you know, those are the bikes that make me stop. It's like, man, it looks like a stock little Bonanza. It's like, look at that thing. It's and the little one. got the two and a half horsepower, you no, said? It's and, the little one, yeah. No <laughs> so suspension like, in the front, yeah, man, no suspension like in the rear. It. The simplicity of it is really the two beauty of it. Two and a half horse. What's next for you? Where are you off to? Um, you see my show? Well, We're gonna I'm see going to see you in Vegas? I'm going there. Well, yeah. Well, I take the event for, for granted. <laughs> We're going to see her. You're going to have a chance to see her herself. Alana, Cher will be there. For a limited time, I don't know if Brandon will join you. Brandon's been uh, kind of riding shotgun over the years. He's got some time. Sometimes Obviously, he drives. Some, yeah, well, hell, maybe this will be another time he drives. If not, we'll bring somebody else. Uh, John? McGann? Yeah. I should bring John. Carcraft he just guys, got married, get a little, though. I don't know. He might be on. A... Eh, he can cut it short. <laughs> right. Uh, anybody out there listening uh, who uh, is a friend of the show, we want to thank you for your time. Also want to give you a personal invitation to uh, be out at CV Park, in beautiful locker set on October the 1st. Bring, bring your mug for the Oktoberfest. Ed, thanks for making some time for us again, as usual. No Ask Ed a question that he'll say no to. Ed, um, do you think we should continue this podcast? Nope. Not, not today. today. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's a wrap for Joe's Mini Bike Reunion podcast number 13. Elena Scherer, the editor of Hot Rod Magazine. Overall, great gal. Congratulations on your thanks. success. And um, we're here for you, babe. Anything we could ever do for you? You're welcome guest at the garage anytime. I see you on the road. I need a new pole start for the uh, torpedo. That's why I think tore my labrum. I think it's too many of the poles. We, we got a pole <laughs> start for her in the drawer. We'll, right. we'll hook you up. Um, <laughs> thanks for joining us. Uh, continued success with this awesome brand, Roadkill. And uh, for those of you who didn't hear the message, it's available through subscriptions now. You can go to uh, roadkill.com. What if you want to buy some of the fancy clothes? People see the... Oh, there's a shop section on both the Facebook page and on roadkill.com. So uh, they got a whole bunch of cool t-shirts. They swap out the designs on a pretty regular basis. Hey, what if you do this? Uh, and I think you can get away with it because it's going to be Halloween. All right. Uh, get the ninja outfit. Sneak into Han's office. Rob some roadkill stuff for us. Bring it to the event. Again, it's Saturday, October the 1st. She's going to break into the Roadkill apparel <laughs> office and steal some junk. And we're going to give it out at the well, Roadkill event. Mark's going to know. Hey, you show up with a couple of magazines and stickers and we're going to be good. Yeah, right. Thank you. Thank you so much for being a part of the event and of Joe's Mini Bike Reunion podcast. Emmanuel, uh, you're going to be setting up the display, working with the uh, local chapter, Southern California chapter of Scleroderma. You guys uh, ready to go? Yes, Remember, if I win that F&B bike. You're gonna you're gonna sell it to a kid. I'm gonna donate it. What a deal, huh? E? Um, Emmanuel, uh, we we had a little hallmark moment there uh, when you when it dawned on you that you had attended high school. Yeah, Emmanuel and I went to high school together, and we haven't seen each other in twenty two two years. What? uh, (laughs) um, Why weren't you at the reunion? I was out of town. I don't know Bonneville or something. Uh, Yeah, Um, Uh, good one. Out of town. Eve, oh, so uh, what was the 
what was you know everybody saw me he was the jock he was the what was what was he in high school was he well, the well there were no jocks at our high school oh okay we're all artists. yeah oh. it was a, it was an art it was an art high school so, so what was the vibe on him what was well, he his... played saxophone so he was cool oh so he was jazzy I was, yeah I was a regular guy a regular guy and yeah, what... I was weird for being normal oh what would happen? Just to deal with our school. <laughs> yeah. You're weird if you're normal. Yeah, normal if you didn't weird. have, like, cool colored hair or exactly. stuff. I had hair. <laughs> <laughs> well, look at him. Huh? He's, he's got a rip snorting podcast and he's out here doing his thing. Um, and E, what, what, was the, what was the play on Alana in high school? Besides the obvious. I mean, what was, what was her notoriety? Nerdy, I think. No. Really? I was you got the nerdy even thing? at a nerdy school. One and only. Oboe player. So bassoon player. Oh, I was bassoon. The, yeah, because there oh. were two oboe players oh, and a bassoon right. player. Bassoon. Yeah. <laughs> she okay. played the big one. <laughs> <laughs> really? See? I yeah, and I was it. so bad at it that they actually had the trombone player play the first bassoon parts, and I played the second bassoon parts. Well, you, you didn't get the hook? You ever get the hook? It'd be too big to hook you in that yeah, big no, bassoon. Yeah, no. No, they, they, they wanted me there. There was, there was nobody else. That's All what right. I like to do. I'm the only one. I'm the best of it. Multi-talented. <laughs> well, I'm glad we were able to strike that chord and resurrect that little relationship here. See, and if we uh, if we just keep keep in line, another E to the show. Yeah. Double E. Alana. There's three now. There's yeah, three. Triple E. <laughs> hey, uh, uh, one more time. We're going to be broadcasting live from the SEMA show in the Omix ADA Off-Road Success Center. I'll be there. Uh, Emmanuel will be there. I know you'll be there. We got you there before Ed's, Ed's cameo appearance to Las Vegas. Who knows? Maybe you can drop in and say hi during the podcast. Maybe I can. I uh, want to say thank you to Peter McGillivray for uh, everything that you do. I know this is a big upcoming show you've got, but, dude, hey, this kid's first rodeo. <laughs> so good for you peter um we look forward to being in um, las vegas for the sema show in october as well joe's mini bike reunion podcast number 13 is in the books thanks for listening